All right, well, here we go, everybody. Vocal fam, we in the house. Uh, and, and guess what I can do now, vocal fam, now that we're, now that I hadn't even thought of this in weeks past, but guess what I can do? I can do this. Oh. <laughs> right in the middle of recording. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Vormir, may Black Widow rest in peace. May that movie rest in peace? It's not dead. It's not dead. I think all movies are dead. I I, I think the movie industry has failed. I don't think so. That's very pessimistic. We'll that's see. very. That's not even pessimistic. We've moved beyond that. That's fatalistic. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Actually, I'm in a good mood, so let's change that. <laughs> anyway, Vocal Fam, September the 12th, 2020. You've it's made here. it into month nine of 2020. Can that's you true. believe it? That's true. It's 75% it? through. Well, at the end Gosh. of this month. No, no. I'm just claiming no. it now. I'm claiming it now. We are 75% through. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. Well, We're three quarters of the way through this year. I'm just saying. I'm over it's not it. not there yet. But whatever. Sarah, we have a guest this week. We do. Sally Kay, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Sally, Kay, <laughs> Sally Kay is my new graduate assistant and uh, at Mississippi College. And... Um, we brought her in today um, specifically because I wanted you all to hear some perspective um, of what it's been like for a student experience uh, with our new virtual setup, um, not on Zoom um, <laughs> or Skype Josh Glasner. Um, sorry, that's an inside joke for Dr. Glasner. Um, back from our Picard PhD segment. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, I wanted to bring her on just to so, so vocal fam so that you could hear kind of a student perspective so that you weren't just believing Perna when I'm like, hey, so guys, you could be doing this and it's great and this, that, and the other. But I, I would rather you not hear it just from me, um, you know, but, but hear it from mm-hmm. someone who's actually experiencing it on the learning end not um not on my crazy end uh where you know as as i was saying on the internet this week i just really like telling people that awesome things are awesome um and uh that's that's one of our functions here on vocal fry Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. uh sarah it's been a good week been a good week for you good week yeah um yes it's been busy you started lessons right no, next week. Ne- oh, I thought you started. No, no, that's why. That is why I'm an anxious mess this weekend. So you because like, everything starts next. You had week. all the admin stuff like ready to go this week. Mm-hmm. And then you start on Monday. The, the classes and everything will start on Monday. Vocal fan, if you missed it in an earlier episode, Sarah's very fancy now. She's I running mean, the Arts Academy at her school. I am She's director very of fancy. the Arts Academy and. Yeah, like one of the last minute things, like I changed a classroom and so I had to move a bunch of furniture and change things around because it just needed to happen. It's, yeah, so 
Never having done anything like this before. I'm a little bit nervous going into this week, but I think everything's all set to go. Should Sarah, be good. Sarah, tell the Vocal Fam the craziest thing you did this week. I know what it was, so just tell everybody oh, what the craziest no. thing you did. Oh, I this taught week a ballet was. class. I taught two ballet classes to three and four year olds. <laughs> I taught two hours of preschool ballet, and I have never done it before and hope to never do it again, but sometimes when there's a miscommunication and 15 little girls show up in tutus, you don't disappoint them when you're, you know, your teacher's not coming till next week, because that's when the class was supposed to start. You And I took my, you know, semester of ballet experience and year of preschool teaching experience and I did it. I taught them how to plie. And that about sums it up. And, and we it, did some twirls. And you put it to use. I did. I did. Yes. I put that degree to use. Yeah, I imagine they will be very... You know what? It's a good thing because now next week when the actual ballet teacher is there they can compare. And they can be like, wow, I'm going to make her look so good. They're going to be like, this ballet teacher, she's amazing. That lady last week what on Did earth? Did you ever take dance, Sally Kay, when you were young? I took a few years when I was younger. I took ballet. I took tap. Um, but then that kind of stopped when I wanted to learn how to flip. So I took um, gymnastics um, just for, for a couple years. And then I stopped before I ever learned how to do like a back handspring. Because yeah. I was way too scared to ever throw my head behind me. So that never happened, but I was on dance team all throughout high school. So I would like to think I have some sense of rhythm. Okay. You, you would have done much better than I, because I literally took a semester of dance in college because I was like, yeah, I'm a really bad dancer. I should get better at this. There's uh, so there was a bunch of stuff on the yeah. internet this week about uh, musicians that they should dance. In fact, that, uh, in fact, that was part of Adam Neely's video that uh, dance should dance. be, uh, in, mm-hmm. in case in case you've been under a rock as a musician on the internet this week, vocal fam. Always uh, under a rock. <laughs> uh, Ad- Adam Neely, whose mother we've had on the podcast, Kate mm-hmm. Frazier Neely, um, but if you've, if you've, if you missed the fact that he released, um, he has a YouTube channel that's pretty popular uh, amongst musicians, and this week he released an episode called Music Theory, wait, Music Music, music theory and white supremacy. And white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if, if, if you've not seen it, you've probably been living under a rock this week or been running an arts academy. Um, Sometimes that happens. Uh, but, While still uh, doing admissions. One of the we things, still have people coming. One of the things that was in that video was that every musician should be a dancer too. Um, and so yeah. I would have failed. Um, so Same. yours truly would be out and uh, there would be no vocal fry. So... But I should probably learn to dance better. Um, I just yeah. don't. Anyway, Sally Kay. Uh, so tell us, Sally Kay. Tell the vocal fam since you're new. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just just give us the, give us like the the three second like rundown about yourself. <laughs> three seconds. That's so short. <laughs> oh my goodness. Three okay. minute rundown. Give us the, give us the <laughs> give us the Cliff's Notes highlights. All right, so my name is Sally Kay Streeter. I am 23 years old, and I'm from Madison, Mississippi, and I came to MC um, in 2015 for my undergrad. Um, I just graduated in December with a Bachelor in Music Education and kind of felt pulled more towards the voice world and 
voice science and vocal ped and it was just very intriguing to me and I just knew that I knew that I wasn't my time at MC wasn't quite done so um, I stayed and that's one of the best decisions I've ever made I've been so happy so um, this is my fourth week starting my fourth week fifth. of grad school fifth oh my goodness it's time flies when you're having fun <laughs> <laughs> So starting the fifth week um, of school of my master's and it has been so much fun, but I'm a nerd like that and I love school and <laughs> I've always loved school and learning. So um, I'm so excited for the future and next few semesters and um, just learning a bunch in this crazy time. But, so, yeah. So when we first told you that, um, you know, and and I want like I want the unadulterated answer here. I, okay. I like I want the I don't want the I want to please Perna with this answer or or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah. What was your initial reaction to kind of the idea that oh gosh my voice lessons are going to be online again or was it oh my voice lessons are going to be online again or well what is this mm -hmm. like what what was your reaction? Okay. Um, initially, I was disappointed. Um, because that's just what I've always known is an in-person lesson. And I think that's, I can speak for most people when I say that that's what we've always known of is course. an in-person voice lesson. Mm -hmm. um, we've never done, any, done anything online unless we had to, unless our teacher lived in another state and we had to do an online lesson or, you know, we weren't at home, we were on vacation or somewhere else. So we've, that need has never been there. We've never had to do anything else but in person. Um, so initially I was disappointed. Um, and I was also just unsure. I had no idea what to expect. Um, I didn't know. Honestly, I was kind of thinking it would be like Zoom or FaceTime. And that's kind of what happened in initially before SoundJack and before um, you know, Live Lab and, and these things, it was Zoom and it was FaceTime because that was functional. And it was it got terrible. The job. <laughs> well, yes, it was it was functional and terrible at the same time. Um, but it just got us through. It wasn't sustainable. So um, I was unsure at first, but obviously afterwards, you know, I know what it's like. I know how wonderful it is. And how we can just never go back to Zoom, basically. <laughs> so it, now you're preaching. Um, that was that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and just vocal fam, just so you know, um, Sally Kay had 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 um, taken a few semesters of her at the beginning of her undergrad with me, and then studied with my wife for the better part of the last about three years, right? Mm -hmm. about, about three years. Yeah. Um, studied studied with Mandy, and um, mm -hmm. and is back is back studying with me right now, and. Um, uh, Forget that part, but but just to give you some background, I mean, initially, actually, for you, it was kind of a double shock because kind of thought you'd be able to work with my wife. My wife got another full-time job, was not mm -hmm. around. There were some things at, at MC, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like a doubly weird situation for you. Right, for um, sure. Uh, but then, so then, like, we had you come to the house. You were our very first... <laughs> porch sound jack lesson yes um, i remember that and um so just you know sort of tie that experience and then also into like our first couple of sessions you know like 
how long did it take to get used to? Did you find you were distracted by the technology? Did you find, or at some point were we just having voice less? Like, you know, t talk to us about that. Yeah, okay, so initially the very first lesson that was online with Soundjack, Live Lab, um, I came over to the Pernas house and I was on their back porch and you, Dr. Perna, you came outside and you were showing me all this technology and these wires and these buttons. And I am not technologically savvy at all. I know how to work my computer and that is it. I know how to do a Google Doc and that is it. So I was actually very nervous because I was like, oh, there's all this technology. I'm not, I took one semester of music tech. Like, and I know how I to play on that none of that was <laughs> covered in music tech. I was about oh, to no. say, I know how to play on GarageBand, and I know to enter stuff into Finale. And I had no idea when you started saying audio interface and codec and linear and latency. I was like, what in the world? I'm not a sound engineer. This is blowing my mind. <laughs> so you were introducing me to all this stuff and you were like, you need to plug your headphones in here. You need to have this kind of adapter. You need to make sure this is on this and this is on that. And I was so intimidated. Um, and I think that's I, an important thing to acknowledge. Yes, that, absolutely. That the first time mm -hmm. it's okay to say it's intimidating. Yes, yes. And for somebody who is not super technologically savvy, like myself, um, it was intimidating. And I was intimidated by all the technology and all of the big, huge terms um, that I'd never heard before. Um, but after you kind of introduced it to me and told me what to do and where to plug what in, um, it, it kind of, the technology just kind of took the back burner and I was able to focus on the lesson. And while we were doing, you know, vocalises and, and, and singing some of my songs, I wasn't really thinking about, is this network buffer on what number and <laughs> this audio interface and my, all my little numbers. I wasn't thinking about that because it had allowed me, allowed us to have a live voice lesson. And that was probably the most amazing thing is when um, Dr. Spivak played on the piano Liebst du um Schönheit by, of course, Queen Clara Schumann. And I sang and it was live. There was no latency, or if that's the correct term, yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any lag and the audio quality was way better than Zoom or FaceTime and it was a live voice lesson and that is we all at the end were like wow like we just did that we had a live voice lesson it was incredible and then she came outside and she was like um Dr. Sudak she was like you're probably one of the first students in Mississippi to do this <laughs> oh, I can and, promise you were the first student yeah, in Mississippi yeah. to do it. First student in Mississippi to do this. And I you mean, you were I'll, one of the first yeah. voice students in North America to do it. Absolutely incredible. And so I started thinking after, I was like, you know what? 
that is just an absolutely incredible thing to say is that we are on the cutting edge of technology and online live voice lessons with an accompanist and no yeah, lag. So, so let's talk about that. So yeah, then we're, yeah. we're on campus mm-hmm. and you know the the semester has started but we're mm-hmm. we're functioning in different rooms. So you know I'm in one room, you're in another room um, and uh, and then so then we have our faculty collaborative pianist come in and and talk to us what that was like you know like now all of a sudden like there's three people in different places and we're having a voice lesson like we were in one room yes absolutely it was so so neat so my very first voice lesson um the accompanist could not he well, could not yeah, right. be there that night right. um so it, we were just kind of working on you know more vocalizes technical stuff like that and then um the next week uh he called in and he was on Live Lab 2. So it was like a three-way phone call and like <laughs> we could see each other and we were all connected to SoundJack. And so I could hear him play live from his house, which was about 12 miles away from campus. And he could hear me singing. He could hear Dr. Perna talking and we could all hear each other and see each other. And it was live and it wasn't pre-recorded. And it was absolutely incredible. And he was like, well, what do you want to sing through? Let's sing through a little bit of Night and Day, like the jazz standard by Cole Porter. And so I was like, well, I haven't practiced much. And he just kind of started playing. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just catch along. <laughs> and we just, I just started singing and he was playing and it was live. And Dr. Perna, I remember your face. You were just like beaming because you were like, this is the coolest thing ever. And it was just such a neat experience to be a part of that honestly i never thought like whatever happen and a lot of people probably still to this day think that it's impossible yet we well, three well have already done certain, it a certain unnamed high level music school told us in their press release when they touted the new zoom that it was impossible what we've been doing for four weeks now and i'm not going to name them i'm not going to call them out (laughs) i'm not i'm not an alumni of the school or anything not Mm -hmm. that maybe some of their own alumni have called them out Mm -hmm. um but um i'm just some guy who's a listen i'm just a voice professor in mississippi what do i know i mean i'm just some guy um but uh yeah i mean um it it was very meaningful to me that once we were through the first week, really the only thing that, well, once we were through the first week, I don't think any of the students were like worried about it. You know, like Mm -hmm. once we were all through the first first lesson and particularly now that Kemp has played for everybody, Mm-hmm. You know, that we've done a lesson also with a collaborative pianist, with everybody. There's, I don't think there's anybody in the studio who he's not played for yet. Um, we, we, had, we had a little bit of, we had the week where we had the great fast music box migration switch over to the new platform. Oh, yeah. And that fouled us up for, for a day, which was supposed to be an accompanied day. And so that, that was a little bit of a delay. But but honestly, I think after this week, everybody at least at once has been with a collaborative pianist as well. And I mean, you and Mark as grad students, it's been three full weeks of accompanied lessons. Yes, um, absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, we've been through 
we've been through an aria, a new aria. We've mm-hmm. been through a jazz standard. We've been through an mm-hmm. art, beautiful art song that you're working mm-hmm. on. Musical theater. Musical mm-hmm. theater piece, mm-hmm. you know, um, and 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 it rep and even just those alone. You, you know, you've got varying tempi, you've got varying, you know, some are rubato, some are very mm-hmm. strict in tempo, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're just, we're just working, right? Yeah, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just working. And, um, you know, like I said, there's no lag. Like, I think some people still can't comprehend that part is because they're so just used to Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they cannot comprehend that there is an alternative that has no lag. Um, yeah. There's, like, it's completely, is that the word, synchronous? Mm-hmm. It, it is, well, synchronous, even Zoom applies to synchronous. Okay. We would refer to this as lagless or near lagless. <laughs> near lagless audio, like yeah. Lagless. Um, but wouldn't wouldn't don't you think Sally Kay that it would be mm-hmm. safe to say that if somebody actually has not experienced it it's kind of like they don't understand it Exactly it's it's just kind of like you don't understand it and um I would actually kind of that reminds me I would like to compare this to my grandparents who actually kind of were in denial about the whole pandemic because it didn't oh. directly affect them. Sure. Yeah. And so they were kind of in denial about all of it. And so I know there's a lot of people out there who are like that. They're thinking that the virus isn't real because it hasn't directly affected them or their friends or their family. And so they don't really think it's a menace to sure. them yeah. or to society. And I think Soundjack is and these online live voice lessons is kind of like that Mm -hmm. you know they haven't experienced it for themselves and some of them may have not even seen your videos they may not have even come across it and so something like that to them would absolutely blow their minds and they wouldn't even be able to comprehend it because it's so futuristic Mm -hmm. um and so not what we've not anything that we've done before so which is a good thing but well, it's such a jump forward in technology it's not like a small yeah. step you know it's not like the improvements in zoom for recently mm-hmm. like those are little increases that we're like oh Correct. yeah that's how we expect mm-hmm. technology to increase sure. not a jump forward from what zoom and facetime and all that had been in the spring to hey my accompanist is at home and i'm here at the school and we're having a lesson together Sure. Yeah, exactly, Sarah. Yeah, you're totally right. Because what you just explained is something that these huge universities are calling near impossible. Um, Yeah. Because it seems so It seems futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like something out of a sci-fi movie, like, bring me my flying car. Exactly. Like time travel or something. You know, I think we were talking about this this week in the work group. And one of the things that was difficult early on when I was trying to, you know, put the first legwork here in back in May was in May, we didn't even know where to spend the money. We didn't know, you know, Mm. exactly what 
device worked with what system. We didn't know what device we definitely needed and what device we didn't need. We weren't sure about computing power yet, what computing power we needed or didn't need, what, would, what, the, what the difference would make on a local area network or doing it remotely, what the difference between you know a remote connection that was on fiber and a ro remote connection that was on cable internet. Like, there were so many... If our upload and download speed really mattered, if our, you know, like we didn't, we didn't really, there were so many things that we didn't know. And like, I remember in May, you know, so much of my frustrations when we were trying to get rolling was like just the fight with those stupid different audio interfaces and trying to figure out what kind of audio interface would actually work with Windows, with SoundJack on Windows. Um, uh, it's, it's not just about having an audio interface that would work on Windows, which is challenging enough because Windows does not like to play well with digital audio, but actually having one because the, one of the best interfaces that's cheap that is very low latency and good for SoundJack is the Focusrite Scarlet or the Solo. And the thing is, it doesn't work on Windows with Soundcheck. And um, so anyway, you know, it was, it, I just, I feel for, one of, the, one of the things I wanted to say about that is, I feel for faculty colleagues who either, for whatever reason, I don't, I'm not even gonna try to put a reason to it. There could be a thousand different reasons why maybe somebody is just now trying to struggle through setup and trying to struggle through, you know, getting everything ready. I'm not even gonna speculate about why. But I feel for them because, you know, it's really not an exaggeration to say, and my wife would confirm this if we had her on, that I gave up my summer to make sure that that experience that you had, Sally Kay, and that mm -hmm. the rest of the studio got to have, mm -hmm. happened. Yeah. And it was not easy on the front end. And it, it, was, it was hours and hours and hours and hours. And, um, and, and you know, the thing is, at it, it, no point, and I guess this is just part of my personality, there were days where it was frustrating, but at no point was I ever ready to, there might have been one day, I think there was one day I was kind of ready to give up. It, this would have been back in May. And mm -hmm. I was one day I was kind of like, it was like the day that we realized that the focus rights just were not gonna work. And we had even been writing back and forth with Alex and it was just, it was not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And I think that day I was a little dejected. But the thing is, other than maybe that day, I was not gonna give up. And, 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 I, I, and I, I don't say this to whatever, but music is worth it. Mm -hmm. and, and if I could provide a situation for my students to be, and our collaborative colleague, to be able to make music in, and again, we, I've been talking about this this week, but, and I talked a little bit on the podcast last week, it, it, the, we have to acknowledge the difference between risk elimination and risk mitigation. Mm -hmm. We can, risk mitigation is good, and anybody who's doing in-person teaching in any manner whatsoever, I hope you're risk mitigating 
very, very well, but we have to we have to acknowledge that risk mitigation still means that there is at least minimal risk. Risk, mm -hmm. risk elimination is different. What we have essentially done is risk elimination because I also have medical grade HEPA filters running in those rooms when, and we're not even together. Um, yeah. And so I just, all that to say, because music is worth it, because it, art matters. People need music. People need to sing. We need to sing. We need to make music together as musicians. We need pianists playing for singers and not using accompaniment tracks and not using, although there's a place for accompaniment tracks, like obviously like our worship leadership people at school, like they sing with tracks at church. Ableton is playing while the band is playing. So like, it's, it's not that it's never a thing, but if, if, if we're singing, what's the art song we've been working on? For you, there is no song. Um, that needs to be with a pianist, right? Yes. yes, it would be very strange if I tried to sing it a cappella. And also the piano adds so much to the piece. And there's so much beauty in the accompaniment that it would be very, it would be quite bare if I tried to just sing it or you try to like just pluck out my notes right um we 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 gain so much with the piano and when it's lost through zoom or facetime um that's a huge chunk of the music making and the color um that's gone that's so right. Mm -hmm. that's right that's right i um i had one of the other things that, that's going on this semester, Vocal Fam, I think we mentioned this last week, is that I'm teaching my grad CCM PED course, which Sally Kay is also in this semester. Um, and I played for them, Sarah, uh, uh, one of the YouTube videos that demonstrates different bit rates just with a, with a sign sweep. So oh, it'll just yeah. play a sign sweep at different bit rates. Yeah. You can look up videos like that on, on the... Hey, Vocal Fam, did you know that the internet <laughs> has stuff on it? Just a few things. I don't know if you knew that, but there's stuff on the internet. At least 10. Stuff. There's at least 10 stuff. At least 10. Maybe maybe 15. I mean, if you want if you want to be risky here. Um, but but I played them just just the videos of different bit rates and some of those are different audio formats and obviously if we change the audio format and the bit rate it's a little different. But um it was kind of eye-opening, right? Like, like when, when, we, when we heard what Zoom actually was, mm -hmm. you know, the sign sweep through Zoom and then the sign sweep through what would be the new Zoom right. and then the sign sweep through what Clean Feed is, you know, and then the sign sweep through, I mean, you know, and the sign sweep through Soundjack is 786 kbps, which, folks, mm -hmm. it's, it's just not, there's no other, I mean, I guess Jack Trip is completely uncompressed as well. Um, and, and, and since I brought up Jack Trip, folks, let's 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 give an update. I just saw a video, a news report um, from I think it was ABC Seven, I guess in the Bay Area. Um, Jack Trip, for those of you who, is a similar product to Soundjack. Um, it's a real-time, low-latency um, audio platform um, that comes out of CCRMA at Stanford, and um, uh, you know obviously brilliant brilliant people chris chafe is basically behind that project um and uh but up to this point jack trip um has been very very complicated i think more complicated than soundjack because it does not have a graphic user interface like soundjack does where there's a website and you control all the controls on a on a user interface 
um, you have to do them both in two terminal windows, and it's 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 complicated. But Jack Trip is now advertising that that someone else worked with them and designed a little box that is plug and play. I got to see the box on this news report. The original article that they ran with the Rigazzi chorus, men's chorus, did not have the box on it. This mm-hmm. news report did have a picture of the box. So it is a little, I don't know, it looked like it was about three by three, probably about the size of one of the fast music boxes, I would say. Um, and it it has some USB outs, so I'm assuming that's how, that you could probably use your computer to control the device. Mm-hmm. But the device does go right into your router. It goes Ethernet mm. into your router. So I'm assuming it somehow manually configures your UDP packets from that little box to your router rather than you doing any kind of port forwarding yourself. That's my guess. It's kind of nice. Um, it, it's very nice. And yeah. um, it also is a built-in sound card. That's so nice your too. mic goes into that device. Nice. Would a US? Do you know if a USB mic would work with it? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I got it was yeah. like a quick view Just of it. Just a little and bit. Yeah. It looked like they had a mic that was like a quarter inch input, not even an oh, XLR. Oh, that makes sense. It that looked sense. like kind of a cheapo mic. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it comes with a ch- the cheap mic or whatever. Um, so it might not be great audio if that's the case i couldn't tell it might have had an xlr input i don't really know um but i i I, and maybe the usb port was even to provide it power so that you could like power phantom power and use a condenser mic um but it 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 it, it's at least a i've seen a i've seen a screen capture of it um albeit for about three seconds um so i mean who knows? Uh, and and here's the other question, though. Let's say that device works. Let's say it works, and it basically makes Jack Trip plug and play. The question is, will it give us low enough latency to, you know, will it beat Soundjack's latency? You know, there's then the other question. Um, it's not just does it. it there's, I, 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 I've seen this a lot in forums, is like, people are like, it works. And oftentimes they mean I can get connected. But to me, it works means you can connect and dial in your latency low enough to collaborate. Mm. If you can't do the second thing, the former doesn't even matter. You know, what does it matter if you can connect if you can't collaborate? Then you might as well just go do a clean feed call and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, what really matters is you being able to make music together. Um, I mean, that's the whole... I was talking with one colleague this week, um, actually at, at school, and, and we were talking about just the potential for, you know, what this, this technology could mean for the future. And, you know, I, 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 think, I think the big question that remains is, I think from a large picture point of view... There's sort of two things right now. Either, and I think there's a larger body of people who feel this way, things are just going to go back to normal. They're waiting for COVID to settle down enough 
that things just go back to normal. Or, this stuff is not going away. I, I don't mean COVID's not going away. The pandemic's gonna end at some point. I mean, even if it goes on for a while, at some point it becomes the common cold. Um, I mean, not that it's just people die from it. Um, I'm not trying to make light of that. I'm just saying, like, at some point the numbers come down, even if it means we have to wear masks for two years or something, whatever. But, um, uh, but I don't think the technology is going away. I also don't think it's a bad thing, as we've said on the podcast since May, for musicians in the 21st century to like have an audio interface and a mic in their hand. <laughs> I, I just, and, and decent headphones, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, it's like you're a musician, get one decent pair of headphones so that you could maybe listen to decent music with some studio cans. I'm not saying that they need to be your everyday headphones, but like have one good set of headphones. Um, and know the difference between a cardioid mic and and a omni mic. Mm-hmm. You know, like these are these are good things for musicians to know. Know what phantom power does. Like, you know, the, anyway. I don't want to get so boxy about this, but Sally Kay, thank you so much for just that. Is there anything else you wanted to add about it that we've done so far? Well, you had mentioned something like what you had just said, and I had a thought um, that I just kind of wanted to say. Um, When we had first started Soundjack, this was the first that I was hearing ever of all of these things. Audio interface, even cardioid mic, omni mic all the different types of mics and that they are task specific. That was the first that I had heard of all of these things. And I don't know if that, I'm not trying to blame it on anybody. I just, I was saying that I don't know if that's necessarily my fault. I I, I feel like that might be a fault of the music education system that they're not teaching this technology. And especially that we are in the year 2020. I mean, the sound of it just sounds so because I was born in 97 and that just that's just seems so long ago and like the years are just passing by quicker and quicker and it's only moving forward um technology's only going forward we're only finding more and more advancements and new things and learning new things and growing and I think it's so important that we always do the best for our students and that needs to be the next thing if that's if that's the next thing then that's what's best for them because they're only going to be behind if they don't know any of this stuff um so end of rant i think it's important <laughs> bravo bravo i think, it's I, think very I think you've come to the right graduate program with with that last statement I... what do you think sarah <laughs> what do you think sarah i would agree yeah, yeah. Um, anyway no bias at, uh, at all in this podcast <laughs> uh yeah very 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 good no um anyway yeah so i mean you know look I, I know we're all eager to just go back to talking about voice science and repertoire and this that and the other and and don't think that we aren't i mean like like sally Kay was saying we're having lessons like we're having lessons yeah, we're singing music lessons. singing like I all, I'm singing yeah. all of this stuff was about 
getting back to singing. And I'm, I'm operating in my normal practice of vocalises and playing for students and, and yelling at students when they don't sing with, you know, good middle voice and things like that. I mean, you know, just whatever, you know, not, not that that's a thing that anybody ever has ever struggled with. I mean, ever. Um, it's just a thing. It's, you know, whatever. And, and so, um, you know, Sarah, that'd be a good episode we should do sometime. What? The middle? Our middle voice. Treble middle voice. In the middle. We should do like a treble middle voice episode someday. That'd be a, that'd be a, ooh, boy, would we. It's an interesting place. Ugh, I remember An interesting place. When you covered that, I think it was undergrad ped, and you were kind of like, these are some of the strategies that females use. It felt very called out by my own personal method of dealing with middle, the middle, like, it's not a terrible method. Like nobody has ever listened to me and gone, "Ugh, oh, gosh, can't hear her when she goes to the middle." But oh, no, we can definitely hear you. You you can hear me. Is it the ideal strategy? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, felt very cool. That was a moment where I was like, "Oh, oh no, yeah. I've been seen." <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, um, the Sarah, middle. What Sarah, a place to your be. weekly reminder that October fifteenth, Star Trek <sighs> Discovery season three starts. I know, and you're going to be so mad. I watched, like, a ton of last weekend, for whatever reason. I guess because it was Labor Day weekend. I watched, like, a way more new content than I usually do. But instead of watching Star Trek, I watched Heathers, the movie. I watched... Okay, y'all. This is great. Is that watched, related to Heathers, the musical? I'm sorry. Yes. I don't know anything about either of these Yes, things. it is. And it was a very, like... I don't even know what category to put that movie in. It was very interesting and definitely would like recommend, um, but very different, very out there. But the other movie I watched, y'all, this was actually, I, I was not thinking it was going to be good. A friend had been trying to get me to watch it for years. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That it was, was by, so it was good. The, it was the same person who wrote that novel and also uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I didn't see that movie either. But Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, super underrated movie. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I watched that. And then I watched Love, Victor, which was a TV show. And I literally watched the entire show last weekend. So if you like Love, Simon, the movie, you would probably like Love, Victor. Because it's a spinoff. So anyway, uh-huh. anyway, I digress. What? Yeah, I watched a whole lot of stuff last weekend. And I feel really bad because I did not watch Star Which Trek. Being Labor Day weekend, what did we watch? I'm trying to remember what we watched last weekend. Because I felt like we finished something up that we had been watching. Uh, well, we started Raised by Wolves on HBO. Raised by Wolves. Um, yeah, that's the oh, new Ridley Scott. Oh, because you have HBO. It's the new Ridley Scott show on HBO. Uh, cool, it's, cool, cool. Uh, whew, boy, you want to talk about production value. Goodness yeah. gracious. Um, although there was one effect that I was like, oh, they really didn't pay much for that shot. That was <laughs> bad. It was like when a shuttlecraft took off, and I was like, oh, oh that was bad Rough. CGI. Um, but other than what, hadn't we finished something before that? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, oh, I know what it was. We watched um, the whole first season of Perry Mason on HBO. Oh. That was fantastic. At All first, right. it's kind of like you have to get, you know how like any show, particularly like a serialized, canonized drama, 
Yeah. When you're watching it, like it takes you a few episodes kind of to feel like you're in the universe, in the world, in the, mm-hmm. in the even if they know what they're doing as yeah, writers. Yeah, yeah, you have to get your like bearings. It, take, it takes you a while to get your ba- your bearings as a viewer. That's how Witcher was. Uh, sure, sure, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, completely. it took a few episodes to like be like, okay, this is this person, this is this world, this is how this works here. Yes, and that Perry Mason was a little bit that way. Okay. But by the time you got like halfway through that season, you were like, oh, you're in it. Whoa, whoa, is this good? Yeah. Um, and it was that that first season was it. It was basically oh. an, it's basically like a Perry Mason origin story. Um, kind of cool. It, yeah, I mean, like, not like when he was a kid. Like, he's already an adult. But an origin story of him becoming a lawyer. Um, I like it. Uh, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Sarah, Sally Kay, what, uh, what you been watching during all the quarantine in the last yeah. six months? You hit, you hit any favorites the last six months? Oh, my goodness. Well, I have two series that I've watched, and... They're both a little dark, um, so That's I watched right. Tiger King. Oh, <laughs> never, never did it. No. Nope. Did y'all see she's gonna be on Dancing with the Stars? I, That's I don't even know who she is. The Tiger. Carol Baskins. Hey, all you cool is. cats and kittens. Oh my is god! That, is that the guy? No, it's the no. lady that killed her husband. Who killed Allegedly. their husband? Oh Allegedly, gosh. she fed him to the tigers. With I don't know. Sardine that's conspir- conspiracy theory. I didn't even watch um, the show, and I know all this. You're missing out on the wait, memes. Wait, is that like she she fed the guy who's the Tiger King to the tigers? No, 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 no. no. Okay, so the guy who the, uh, <laughs> is Tiger King. I'm he so lost. Is, <laughs> um, his name is. Oh, I forgot his I name. I thought though. his name was Carol. Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Yeah. Oh, he's He's the Tiger King. And so he um, was having this huge business keeping tigers and breeding them with lions and making ligers and like all this stuff. And he was like becoming super, super wealthy off of having these animals um, and keeping them, you know, in cages. And so Carol Baskin, he was in um, Oklahoma, I think. And then Carol Baskin lived in Florida and she was this really hippie, like save the animals kind of lady. And so she was trying to take down Joe Exotic because he was, you know, abusing these animals and keeping them contained. And so she had the big cat rescue. And so that was the sanctuary for all of these um, big cats that had been held in captivity their whole life. But yet she was keeping them in cages too. So not much of a sanctuary, not much of a sanctuary there, but she was seen and praised as like this animal rescuer. And um, so it was kind of about (laughs) their stories. And it was it was very interesting to see how some other people in this country live. This has been Um, vocal fries, tigers on the prowl session. Uh, I never did watch it, and I I did see all the memes, but I, I never could bring myself. Oh, to Oh, I mean, watch I saw it. a bunch of memes about it and whatever, but yeah. I yeah. it's funny, it's hilarious. I actually thought Carol Baskins was the guy. No. Oh no. <laughs> no. She was the lady, the big cat rescue Oops. in Florida. Okay. Um, all right. And all she right. like allegedly um, killed her husband. Just disappeared. She's yeah. remarried. She has since remarried. But her husband, um, like twenty something years ago, just mysteriously disappeared. Um, disappeared. They never found Eaten him. They never found tiger. the body. They never found 
any type of evidence, foul play. They they never they couldn't find anything, nothing. He disappeared. So if so, there's all these conspiracy theories. That's like she's evil. She killed him. She wanted him dead, and she fed him to the tigers. Are you saying, just so for clarity for the vocal fam, are you saying that there are conspiracy theories on the internet? You know what? Right. I think I am. (laughs) I think I am. There are conspiracy theories. Blowing minds today. I have never heard that. It's one of those 15 things. It must be one of the 15. It's one of those at least 15 things. That must be the one that pushed it over 10. Yeah. Yeah. There's like five. What was the other show, Sally Kay? Um, The Jeffrey Epstein documentary. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh. It was actually very interesting. Very glad I watched that. I love documentaries. I love. Are you into documentaries? I also watch Blackfish. Um, I think that's what it's called, Blackfish. I have never been able to get into documentaries, and I know like like people who are just like enamored by them. Yeah, I I love them actually. If you like documentaries, did you watch like the Ted Bundy one with Zac Efron? No, I didn't because. I don't know. That's like a little. That creeps me out too is much. That, I get that. Is that a documentary so, or is that? I was gonna say I'm not actually sure. That's a documentary. I think that's a that I, And I think there. I think there was a documentary about Ted Bundy that came out no, like at the same time. Probably true. But I get them confused, and I just knew Zac Efron was in something about and was Ted Bundy. But the only. But yeah, I was always see, curious. See, I loved Zac Efron from High School Musical, and so I just mm, could not course. even. Imagine Watch him as watching Ted Bundy. him as something so horrific. So <gasps> I loved him in Hairspray. I only, that that was my oh, guy. Yes, yes. He's yeah. the guy who was in that uh, Hugh Jackman musical, right? Yeah, The Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah he was. Movie. Yeah, he was. And yeah. he and Zendaya, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. my kids. My kids. My, ki- my kids love. really liked that for a, for a, there was a season. And they, no, you know, whatever. I don't, I, it was good. I think it got a yeah. lot of hate, but yeah. I, I well, loved I mean, it. I don't think it was a very accurate representation of how. Oh, not at all. The I went like P. T. Barnum actually yeah. was. But. No, not not at all, not at all. But as far as like catchy songs, oh, the it music has some, was great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was Pasig and Paul, wasn't it? Yes. 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 The oh, whole the whole the whole movie, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know. And I love Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron, mm-hmm. and yeah, there was really nothing yeah, to be mad about that, with that and movie. That, and that woman who sang the big song, I mean, she was... Oh, the one, fantastic. that was my only complaint. That was my only complaint, is they were like, yeah, here's this famous opera singer. She starts singing, I'm like, mm, that's not And opera. she sings, no, like, no, no, no. I a meant pop the, ballad. I yeah. meant the... Da, 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 oh, that one. Ke- Ke- yeah, is it Keela? Yeah, yeah. Keela Settle or something? I, I, I don't know I'm her sorry. name. Oh, that was good, too. Yeah, This is me. That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is me. That was what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, like, hey, did you ever watch Camp Rock? Yes, I did. Because anytime <laughs> someone says this is me from that, I always think of Camp Rock. This is me. This is me. This is me. I'm exactly yeah. where I'm. Yeah. I always have a flashback to that. And I'm like, does anybody else remember that? Like, the that was the older thing, person in the room doesn't know what either of those things are. But You've never okay. seen Camp Rock? No. Oh, wait till Olivia hits that phase. She's going to watch it. I they mean, may I'm not sure even there, show it anymore. There will be a, a Dis- new Disney one of Plus. Those. There will be a Disney new Plus. one of those, though. Because all of those, like, they kind of circle back around in popularity. Like, I watched Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, like, all the time. And I'm pretty Loved sure that was that from, movie. like, 10 years before I was the age that it would have been watched at or something mm-hmm. like that. I, I love know. that yeah. we've, we're hitting pop culture references that either millennials know 
or people who are maybe slightly older than me know because of their kids watching them. But I feel like I'm in a nice yeah. empty wheelhouse here. Yeah. Not it's knowing kind of, any of It's these. kind of refreshing actually. <laughs> oh. Um uh no seriously, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice. I I don't know any of that stuff. But it sounds oh, fantastic. Well, you're missing out. My kids they have are, been watching um, what's the thing that they've been watching on Disney Channel? Bunked? Oh, I've heard Bunked. a lot of kids like that. I've heard of it's that. The, yeah. It's the it's the it's like some it. of the kids from Jesse. Yeah. Older at like a summer camp. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of that a lot. A bunch of the kids at my school like that. That's that and Descendants. Yeah, that. I no, hear so we much about Descendants. Um, but anyway, hey, listen. So again, October fifteenth. I know. Star Trek Discovery, and I'm telling you, Sarah, there are episodes that are gonna you're gonna have to stop and come back the next day. Um, I have to do that with every. I had to do that with Love Victor, which is the fluffiest TV show ever. Also, understand that in when you do start Discovery, like in case you happen to start it this week, the first two episodes happen. Are they bad? No. Oh, okay, good. There was a writer's strike. Oh. The rest of the season is completely different. All right, uh, I'll take it. Same characters, same cast. But totally different direction. And then about most of the way through that, all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Okay. So watching Discovery is not like watching Next Gen, where there are speeches and concerts. There are speeches. And concerts. That's true, that's true. And and, and yoga. Um, No, there's none of that. Oh, yeah, all their titans. There's none of that in Discovery. Discovery oh. is like now we're going to set Game of Thrones on a Star Trek ship, except Yikes. it's not that violent. That's good. Um, but and it, I but it's not that as much but it's that pacing. It's that pacing of and now this person will die. All right, all right. Uh, so very detailed. Gonna gonna have to invest. Gonna have to pay attention. Yeah, and shouldn't be my show. I fall asleep during every night. <laughs> and of course, the great news that October thirtieth we get the Mandalorian. I'm so pumped. I mean, I'm so pumped. I mean, it will be just End glorious. of October is going to be fantastic between Discovery and Mandalorian and probably nobody out there cares, but the new expansion of World of Warcraft drops October 26th. Every so. gamer cares. That's a portion. It's not all. Well, my millennial gamers might care. I mean, I know people my age who play World of Warcraft. Yeah, they're probably excited. If y'all are excited for Shadowlands, hit me up. I'm ready. <laughs> Someone one day I'm gonna say something and someone out there is gonna hear me and they're gonna be like Sarah, I too play this game. I'm gonna be so excited. It's gonna be great. It'll be great. We'll do a dungeon together. I don't know what any of that means. I hope it's, it's not good. dangerous. No, gosh, it's a computer game. No, it's just super nerdy. Because so nothing nerdy. dangerous has ever happened on a computer. It's not dangerous. It's really not. Like I play a little druid. I have little magic spells. I'm like pew 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 pew. pew. It's amazing. Pew, pew. Anyway, Vocal Fam, Sally Kay, thank you for joining us today. Yes. Thank you. We'll we'll have you on again. Yes, absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me. And I enjoyed getting to share my experience and talking with you and talking with everybody. And yeah, Yeah. this was so much fun. We'll we'll, we'll come back and do it again. Um, All right. All right, Vocal Fam. When we go to the middle. (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, what'd you have for breakfast? Oh, more yogurt. 
Oh, it's really good yogurt. Have I told you that we did? I say this last week that we got Olivia some yogurts. That the yeah, because we talked about how it's the Chobani, it's and the I've flippins. had those before. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you can get the those. ones; those are so good. They're but you can so get the good. like legit ones, or you could get the ones that are basically dessert, dessert. and like options. Right. Yeah, she likes the yeah. key lime. <gasps> she would really like. Good. Okay, she would like the yogurt I'm eating. That it's this. It's the little French yogurt that comes in the glass jars. It's Yo Play. Oui. The wheat. They have a key lime one. It's really good. She'd probably like that too cool. if, you, if she's into the key lime flavored. They also have a really good peach one. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Vocal Fam, listen, we're having breakfast for dinner tonight. So Ooh. it's a nice little time. I've got a hash brown <gasps> casserole in the that oven. Now. I love hash brown casserole. Um, Stop. You're making me hungry. And now I want oh, pancakes and oven? bacon. I'm going to make <gasps> some sausage and mm. some pancakes too. So. I'm so upset. Oh, delicious. Now I want that and I'm hungry. That's not what I'm having for supper. And, I'm sorry so that I'm ruining your night. Um, I'm anyway, just going to go be sad and depressed anyway, with whatever fam, I eat. That's all for us. Hey, don't go anywhere. Someone wants to say hello um, okay. to, to both of you. Um, so anyway, uh, Vocal Fam, we, we, we out. Um, peace. Bye.